Hi, welcome back to Fulfilled Not Full. It's Sam and her brain here. This week I've authentically felt excited to engage with life from a new lens, a new perspective. One that doesn't constantly surround when, how, what I'll be eating, or what my body looks like, especially in response to what I choose to eat. Since as early as I can remember, probably around the age of five, I've been viewing food as good or bad meaning that I viewed myself, my self-worth, as good or bad, depending on what I ate or chose to restrict and obsess about. I thought this was how everyone saw food, how everyone saw themselves, that this was how the shape of the relationship between food and body felt like for everyone, that this same amount of mental space was taken up for everyone around me. By being transparent and vulnerable about my experience, I'm noticing that yes, this may be common, especially amongst my listeners, but it doesn't have to be. Just because it's common, it doesn't mean that it's helpful and fulfilling. In my youth through adulthood, there were the healthy foods that were chosen to make you healthy or quote, skinny. In my youth, when opening the pantry, the only options available if I wanted to be quote, good, were 100 calorie snack packs after school, or maybe a few spoonfuls of peanut butter. Why? Well, because it says 100 calories on the label. So it didn't matter if it was Cheez-Its, Oreo Thins, crackers, as long as it was 100 calories, I could have it, right? And also, I can have two of them because I was healthy. I was being good by choosing the 100 calorie snack pack. Thinking about this now, I could have had two of the real Oreos versus two of the 100 calorie packs of Oreo Thins. And I wish then I knew what it was like, that it was even a possibility to enjoy food without guilt or shame. That allowing myself the two Oreos doesn't make me a bad person, an unhealthy person. Truthfully, allowing myself to mindlessly eat the two packs of 100 calorie snack packs doesn't make me a bad person either. It just makes me disconnected from myself and the eating experience, this ability to feel satisfaction. Because truthfully, I deserve to. Because you deserve to. We deserve to feel pleasure, goodness, appreciation, a sense of presence and awareness when we experience food. In the perspective of a rhythmic gymnast, physical characteristics like skinny define my self-worth as a child and a young adult. This was the goal. Body sizes are what separated the serious and high-level gymnasts from the recreational gymnasts. I mean, I felt it firsthand. When I started losing weight at just 12 years old, I was rewarded with more time, more attention during practice and competition from my coaches and judges. I had more time to be on the carpet, practicing my routines. I had a wider range of options when it came to selecting the highest-end leotards, the expensive ones with more rhinestones and more patterns. In hindsight, I felt that owning and wearing this standard of leotard for competition was seen as a form of currency, the Birkin bag of leotards. I noticed that the skinnier my body was, the more expensive my leotard was, and the more expensive that leotard was, the heavier it was due to all those rhinestones. Interesting that I was striving to shrink my body to be lighter for a heavier leotard. I don't know, the duality of this concept just makes me think. They were seen as art, expected to drape over our bodies the same way it would hang from a clothes hanger in my closet. 
No shape to it, no curves, no actual body filling out the leotard. Simply a spectacle, a garment. When I wasn't offered the opportunity to wear these high-end leotards, I knew it was because the curves and shapes to my body would be on display. It would disrupt the stick aesthetic. I wouldn't look elegant. I wouldn't appear delicate. For this, I wasn't deserving of a costume so prestigious. At practice when I was about eight, my coaches asked me in sheer disapproval and a mocking tone how two beautiful parents could produce a child like me. I had two curves to my belly, almost like the letter B, an inflated upper part above my belly button, followed by my, quote, pouch, my mom called it. That space beneath my belly button and on top of my pubic area. I've never said this observation out loud before, that I felt my stomach resembled the letter B. I always thought I was supposed to be this way because of my last name, honestly, Blumenthal, which is quite innocent and funny and cute, and honestly super healthy now that I think about this in hindsight because I had no shame surrounding this when I first noticed it. I just simply noticed it, that my stomach looked like the letter B. Even as a young child, before diet culture filled my veins and consumed my brain, I recognized that this was my own genetic blueprint. I didn't feel negative or positive about it, but also I was a child, a growing human, who's allowed to have curves to her body. Because now I see my belly protects my digestive system my stomach and my organs, that my entire body houses my mind and my spirit. My stomach is where I feel excitement. It's where I feel hunger. It's where I feel fulfillment. It's where I experience joy, love. It offers so much to me. And it's nothing I should feel ashamed of or embarrassed by, no matter what shape it takes. Because I am not my belly. My belly is a part of me, yet doesn't make me, me. But at the time, my belly was a source of embarrassment, something to be ashamed of, because it wasn't flat like the wall behind me. These experiences taught me to grow up defining my self-worth based on my stomach, my arms, my legs, my cheeks and my chest, my back, my butt. I grew up learning to hate my genetic blueprint, to refuse my genetic blueprint. I did not grow up to continue to accept, embrace, and cherish my genetic blueprint. Most of us don't. So this episode is all about principle eight, respecting your body. And again, I wanna clarify that I'm not going in any particular order as the steps to eating intuitively is not linear. When you don't respect your body, you increase your focus on solely your body, which increases food worry and amplifies the dieting cycle, this whole dieting mentality. The more we focus on our body, the worst we feel. We are worth so much more than the shape that we take. We are worth the impact that we make. What does respecting and taking care of your body truly mean? Repeat after me. My body deserves to be fed. My body deserves to be treated with dignity. My body deserves to be dressed comfortably in a style that I like. My body deserves to be touched affectionately with my consent and with respect. My body deserves to move comfortably to the extent it is possible.
Speaking on behalf of my experience, I have set unrealistic expectations for my body. I have been influenced by my parents, coaches, peers, and all the shit I see on social media. Our culture is body obsessed, and we're going to start shifting the focus from the outside to the inside. Instead of working on perfectly, instead of working on a perfectly appearing body, I'm choosing to spend my time reflecting on and strengthening what I am capable of. Remember, we are worth so much more than the shape we take. We are worth the impact that we make. Yes, I made that up today. And I love that. And I will continue to say that all of the time. So you should say that too. Or I would encourage you to say that too. I'll repeat that again. We are worth so much more than the shape we take. We are worth the impact we make. It's not about what other people think of my body. My focus is not even on what I think about my body. It's about how I feel living on the inside of it. The more we focus on our body for our entire being for self-worth, the more likely that it is we will experience shame and anxiety. Focusing on our external appearance makes us very insensitive to our own body cues, what our body is trying to tell us in terms of hunger, fullness, or even feelings of physical neutrality. We'll never know ourselves from the inside out if we're only looking from the outside in. And healing and forming a sense of connectedness, peace, and self-respect starts from the inside out and the inside out only. How often do you compare your body to somebody else's when you enter a room? I know I have. This is an expression of body checking, body bashing, and comparison. And engaging in this is incredibly common. And again, just because it's common, it doesn't mean that it's healthful and fulfilling. This behavior is so incredibly self-destructive. It takes patience and practice to begin evolving from living life through this lens in this constant state of comparison. I'm learning I've engaged in this practice for so long because I was raised to compare myself to others. I was raised in a constant state of competition in terms of performance and presentation. I share this because I'm reflecting on my old and honestly even current patterns without any judgment, simply feeling curious about these behaviors so I can better understand them to evolve from them. I can't evolve if I live in a constant state of self-judgment Remember this as you embark on your own healing journey as well. So what tools can we use to unlearn body shaming, body checking, and comparison? Let's try this together. So step one, when you notice that you're experiencing body checking, recognize that you're comparing your body to somebody else's body. Or when you notice that you're experiencing negative self-talk and tearing apart your body, just recognize that this is happening without judgment and just recognize how it's making you feel. Maybe like, hey, just pause for a second. Sam, this thought, this conversation, this negative self-talk, this is not making me feel good. Step two, narrate your surroundings. Simply pause and just notice what you see, what you hear around you. Maybe this sounds or looks like, okay, I see a window, I see a lamp, I see a chair. And it's possible through this experience, you start to feel those thoughts kind of creeping in again. Like, okay, my legs feel so large on this chair when I'm sitting, but nope, there it is again. I just noticed that I'm bashing my body. So let's check in with my surroundings again. I see a vase of flowers right ahead of me. Remember body bashing, body checking, and comparisons are normal. As many times they've been ingrained into our psyche, 
We've had years of practice bashing our own bodies. So let's allow this body bashing muscle to atrophy. Today, we'll start strengthening a new muscle by practicing the three R's, as I like to call it. Recognize that you're feeling that way, redirect your attention, and just read the room. I recommend doing this alone at first because the more that you practice, the easier it will become to harness and unlock in public moments. It's all about training our mind to stop a negative self-talk, to focus on the here and now. When you body check or compare, remember everyone has a different body. We don't know how that person acquired theirs. Maybe it's genetics or lifestyle, or maybe they have an eating disorder. Maybe it was simply cosmetic surgery. We don't really know, even if it's a best friend of yours. Other ways to help respect our bodies, to identify other things that we value about ourselves from the inside. It's so interesting. We stand in front of a mirror and look at the exterior. We fix our makeup, our hair. We use it to guide our appearance, to create what we assume is our identity. And in reality, your identity is not your body. Try this. When you look into a mirror, Rather than noticing what you see about yourself, take notice of three other attributes of yourself that you like. These are things that you can't see on your body. Rather, they are pieces of you that help define who you are, that live within your soul. Maybe you're funny or compassionate, a hard worker or a good friend. And what do these things have to do with body size or a weight? Yeah, nothing. When you focus just on your weight or size, you're minimizing the positive qualities about yourself. Remember, your body is one aspect of you. Practice reinforcing this right now. Pause and state three positive things that you like about yourself. I'll do it too. I'm a great listener. I validate the experiences of other people. I express empathy. Yes, I am a cancer, if you haven't taken notice yet. And hey, maybe you don't like your body right now, and that is okay. Part of respecting your body is to feel comfortable in it. How can you feel comfortable if every time you put on your underwear or put on your jeans and it feels tight? Because this feeling puts a mixed message in your mind. It reinforces an idea in your head that enables you to continue to disrespect your body. So try this little shopping technique. It's all about learning how to dress to feel. When you do, make sure that when you do go shopping, you feel at least okay or neutral in your body. And if you don't, that's absolutely okay. Just pocket this technique and postpone this experience until you do. You can always come back to this experience. So maybe on the shopping spree, you're looking for jeans. You find a pair off the rack that you're drawn to because of the color, the cut, the style, awesome. When you head to the fitting room, Start with your back facing the mirror. Slide your first leg in, then the second. Close your eyes. Before you turn around towards the mirror, ask yourself, does this feel good on my waist? Does this feel good on my butt? Can I move in this comfortably? And if yes, only if yes, turn around. Notice if these jeans match your personal style and standard for how you want to dress. You only see yourself and judge if these pants are worth buying if they fit your style. You've already determined if they fit and feel comfortable before you even see yourself in the mirror. 
kind of like Love is Blind, that Netflix show. And if you're unfamiliar, a bunch of these singles date each other in these different pods where they can talk to each other, but they can't see each other. They get to know each other's personalities. They have an opportunity to see if the conversation and flow feels comfortable before they get engaged. And then they actually get to see each other in real life. I kind of love that little analogy. I'm not going to lie. But to summarize, here are a few key tips to start practicing how to respect your own body. Again, be comfortable. Dress in clothing that feels good for you. Just as a person with a shoe size of 8 would not expect to realistically squeeze into a size 6, it is equally pointless, worthless, and uncomfortable to have the same expectation with body size. It's important to respect your body so you can feel better about who you are. It will be challenging and has been challenging for me to reject diet culture and expectations if we are unrealistic and critical about our body shapes. All bodies deserve dignity. Stop comparing, body checking, body bashing. When you compare yourself to anything else, you'll likely end up feeling bad about you. Don't compromise for some big event like a wedding to diet and shrink yourself down for one particular purpose. Instead, focus how you want to feel at that event, not how you want to appear. Stop weighing yourself, just throw out that scale. Be compassionate with yourself. Have an appreciation for your body because it's simply a case that houses our mind and our spirit. Be grateful for its ability, be nice to it, be kind to it. Remember your body has a lot of wisdom. It's this vessel that connects the mind and body experience. If we're too focused on the body itself, it's so hard to hear this innate wisdom that comes through and comes forward. I recently experienced a 30-minute body respect meditation that I want to package into a little taste for you today. And if you're willing to partake in this experience, I ask that you arrive to a place that you feel comfortable and that you won't be disturbed. I invite you to sit or lay down, to close your eyes and take a couple of relaxing breaths. Start to tune into the sensation of your chest, rising and falling with each breath that you take. Maybe you begin to imagine a little balloon in the center cavity of your chest, slowly inflating with each breath in through your nose and deflating with each breath out your mouth. Take a couple of connected breaths at your own pace, just like this. Now we'll begin at the bottom of your body, at your feet. Focus on your feet. How do you feel about this part of your body? Notice any judgments about this part of your body. If you do, acknowledge their presence and let it go. Maybe there aren't any with your feet. And how does that feel for you to not hold any judgments? What are some positive aspects about your feet? Maybe they help you stand. Maybe they help you walk around. Part of respecting your feet is being attuned to them. Are they telling you anything? Are they feeling sore? Do you need some extra cushions, some fuzzy socks? or a massage. Take a moment and offer gratitude for this part of your body. 
take a moment to choose what you want to do to show respect for your feet. Now moving up towards your legs, this includes your calves and your thighs. How do you feel about this part of your body? Notice any judgments you may feel about this part of your body. What are these judgments? Simply acknowledge their presence and let it go. Remember, these are not facts. They're just judgmental thoughts. What are some of the positive aspects about your legs that include your legs, your thighs, your calves? Maybe they help you walk and jump and dance, among many other things. What might these things look like for you? What could you do to show respect for your legs, your calves, and your thighs? Acknowledging how they allow you to participate in life. Maybe you take them on a walk or dress them comfortably. Take a moment to offer gratitude for this part of your body. I encourage you to reflect on all parts of your body while using this style of language. This notion of self-love acceptance, self-respect, without any judgments. Notice that any judgments you hold are not facts, they are simply thoughts. To wrap up, I wanna share a transformational moment I experienced this week with the This Day in History Snapchats. I'm coming up on a lot of old mirror selfies I took before getting in the shower or at gym a few years, or at the gym a few years back. And each year that passes, these photos come up again and again. It used to always make me feel really depressed. Yeah, these photos are me in my adult life um, after gymnastics, where I was incredibly toned, very thin. I see now that each year when these come up, I am only reflecting on the way my body appeared. They've distracted me from strengthening my appreciation for my here and now body. Seeing these images sparked a lot of judgment of my here and now body, initiated thoughts of restriction and overexercise each year just to get back to that body. Yet this week when those popped up, I wanted to do everything in my power to empower myself to steer away from this mindset. In fact, when I looked at this photo, I felt sad. I felt sad for the Sam that valued herself based on her appearance. I felt sad for the Sam that thought a happy relationship with a partner meant a thin and toned body for herself. I felt sad for the Sam that thought a happy relationship with herself meant a thin and toned body. I felt sad for the Sam that didn't even value a relationship with herself. I felt sad for the Sam that thought success meant having a thin and toned body. I felt sad for the Sam that valued her beauty and brains based on a thin and toned body. But above all, I'm not judging the Sam for striving for a thin and toned body. I recognize that Sam was hurting and Sam needed to heal and that Sam is healing today. I vow to delete these photos that reinforce body checking, body shaming and comparing. 
I vow to delete these photos that reinforce my own body comparison, the photos that remove my focus from my here and now body. Because I vow to respect my here and now body, I vow to continue to strengthen a more connected relationship with my mind and my body. And through that, I vow to embrace the shape of my body and my tummy takes, whatever letter that might resemble. My body simply houses my mind and my spirit. I vow to redirect my focused inward rather than valuing the external because we are so much more and worth so much more than the shape that we take. We are worth the impact that we make.